Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. ಪ್ರಗತಿ this tendency to do sadhana therefore even before mahaprabhu came he sent nityananda prabhu nityananda prabhu he went all over the pilgrimage places and then he came to vrindavan when he came to vrindavan there she saw all the temples were closed and whichever temples were present they were closed and because in the muslims ruled in india for more than 500 years so it broken all the temples down and they broke all these temples and they built mosques there and no temples remained so all the temples were destroyed so nitan the prabhu he saw there was no temple left so therefore he started asking 
where is Krishna, where is Krishna? And they said, no, where is Kanaya? Then he said, go to Navadip. This aerial voice said, he went to Navadip, Dham then. So then Nityananda Prabhu, he, he became ready to go to Navadip, Dham. So, he was a Navadut. So what? Wherever he looked at, whichever direction he looked at, there he saw his house. Means he would sleep anywhere he felt like. He would eat whatever he felt like. Because he was an Avadut. And Adhita Chara, he used to stay in Shantipur. And she was Shakur staying at Kumarata. So they all came to Mayapur. To welcome Mahaprabhu. And they tried so much to preach Bhakti. But still, the Jeevas, they listen. But they don't follow. They don't agree. They don't accept. So yesterday we heard the Madhavendra Puri, he came. And Madhavendra Puri, he, he did Kirtan of Navadip Dham's glories. So that time, Nityananda Prabhu, he came to Navadip Dham, Nathayitashara came to Navadip Dham, Srivas Thakur, Gadadar, Sanjay Mukunda, Vasugosh, Pundarik Vidyanidhi, they all came to Navadip Dham. Because there they saw that by Mahaprabhu's mercy, then Radharani, she was the Sarup Shakti of Krishna. She appeared with the eight Sakis here, and she appeared in this abode of Navdeep Dham. Therefore, Antardeep is also called Brahmapuram, Gopalpuram, Radha Tavi, Radhavan. Radharani herself appeared in this Yogapit. And other Sakhis appear in other islands. So they say the eight islands represent the eight Sakhis. So these islands are the very abode of each limb of Bhakti. Nine limbs are embodied in these nine islands of Navdeep Dham. So for the Sadhakas, Guru Shavan Kirtan of these Abrakrit Kathas, then so there, they envision each of the limbs of devotion on each of these islands. So because all the nine limbs of devotion, they're embodied in each of these nine islands of deep Dham. So Maharaj Parikshit, he, Sukhdeva Goswami, he is the ideal of Kirtanakya Bhakti. And Parikshit, he was the ideal example of Shavanakya Bhakti. The Jiva can try doing as much sadhana as he can. But this Aparakat Vastu cannot be realized by the mundane senses. By these mundane senses, one cannot listen to this Aparakat Katha. And practice those instructions in his life. It is not possible for him. Therefore, Sukhdeva Goswami himself, he made these arrangements to speak Bhagavad Kata to Parikshit Maharaj. Not just Parikshit Maharaj, but all the Rishis, Mahashis, Brahmashis, and all the kings. The Shuddha Kata was spoken to all of them. The Shabda Brahma. To listen to the Shabda Brahma, they all received this qualification. So similarly, now Deep Tham, 
that to chant Radha and Krishna's names. So they went to this abode of Kirtana Ke Bhakti. And they started this Krishna Kirtan. And then this Aprakrit. Even the Gandharvas were bewildered by the Kirtan of Mahaprabhu's associates like Sanjay, Mukunda, Vasugosh, all these associates of Mahaprabhu, they start showering this Aprakritras upon everyone. They start preaching. And then Pundrik Vidyanidhi came. So Mahaprabhu, he told Gadadhar Pandit that a great Vaishnava has come. Go for his darshan. So Gadadhar Pandit, he went there. There he saw Pundrik Vidyanidhi was lying on a bed. There he wore very nice clothes. He had a golden spittoon. And his hair was very nicely oiled. His body was very fragrant. He applied scent perfume on his body. He showing pan. And so his entire room was very nicely decorated. The sevaks were fanning him using the charm. And so you see, when he would perspire, it seemed pearls of these pearls were seen on his face. These drops of sweat. And they were thinking, is he a bogey or what? So then Galadhar Pandit, he offered his dandavats and he left from there. He didn't say anything. The Mahabru, he said, all right, you haven't done this Vaishnava Darshan. If you really seen a Vaishnava, then your heart would have been very happy. Why is your heart dejected? Means you haven't really seen a Vaishnava. You've seen someone else. Then he said, all right, Mukunda, go for his Darshan. Go take Galadhar and have arranged for his Darshan. So Mukunda, he knew. So he took Radha Pandit and he again went for Darshan of Pundrik Vidyanidhi. And Mukunda, he was outside and as soon as he entered inside, he started reciting the shlokas of the Bhagavat from the 10th canto. Then he started explaining the meanings of these verses. He also started singing the meanings. And Pundrik Vidyanidhi was lying on the bed. And then the sevaks were fanning him. And then he fell unconscious on the ground. He fell from the bed. He started rolling on the ground. He started perspiring profusely. And he was foaming at his mouth. And so his entire body, he started like, all the eight transformations of ecstasy appeared on his body. This was a satik vikar. He's saying, where is my Krishna? And he started shouting, he started crying out. And he started saying, oh, where has Krishna left me? He's left me and where is he gone? Why has he left this fallen soul like me and gone somewhere else? And so he was weeping, tearing his clothes. And the same Gadadhar Pandit, he saw this sight. And he said, oh, I've come to a great offense. At the road of this Mahabhagwat. I only judged him by his external appearance, but I didn't see his internal. I didn't realize how exalted he was internally. And the more Mukunda was doing Kirtan, the more he was being absorbed. He was overcome by this bhav. And then he had Darshan of Mahaprabhu. Then Mahaprabhu, he told Kadadar Pandit, you had doubt in him, so now go take shelter of him. So then Pundri Vidyanati, 
Krishna Kirtan, you glorify Radharani. He told these two parrots. And these two parrots, they refused. They said, no. We will not listen to you. We are Dhamvasis. We reside in Naudip Dham. The mercy of the Dham is upon us. The Dham has made us realize that if you have to do Kirtan, then do Kirtan of Gaur. That is you, your Kirtan. We don't know who Gaur is, but still, automatically the glorification of Mahaprabhu, Gaur, appears in our hearts. And Sarika, the female parish says, I'll glorify Gadadar Pandit. So all the associates of Mahaprabhu, like Buddhi Mantakan, Subuddhi Rai, and all these wealthy associates, and knowledgeable, intelligent, scholarly associates, they all joined the Sankirtan movement. And when they were doing Mahaprabhu, Kirtan with him, and reached this Kirtan Akkadam, and Mahaprabhu, he said, that those who don't have this qualification to do Kirtan, and those who need something, then, if they pray to the Dham, then Dham will manifest its Swarup and empower all of you. So, so then by Mahaprabhu's order, everyone start praying. And what did they see? Now all the assets of Mahaprabhu start doing Kirtan, glorifying Mahaprabhu. Therefore, Bhaktana Thakur has said, when Bhaktana Thakur himself has said, in his Gopapalli, when they came to his Gotramdhi, then I thought that I'll glorify Krishna and his Naam Rupakun Leela, glorify Radharani, glorify everyone else. But here I'm saying that the dear son of Jagannath Mishra, whenever I wish to glorify, whenever I wish to glorify him and do his kirtan, whenever I wish to glorify Radha or Krishna, automatically I start glorifying Mahaprabhu, Gauranga, here in his abode. On the order of Nithyandru, he started writing Chaitanya Bhagavat. But there he is glorified Nithyandru so much. Gadadhar Pandit and all the devotees of Mahaprabhu, he's glorified all of them. He could not stop writing, could not stop glorifying them. And when Mahaprabhu, and when Narutam Thakur appeared, Srinivas Jaira Shamananda Prabhu, then when they came to the Dham also, then they also started glorifying all the states of Mahaprabhu. Therefore, it is said that in the Shuddha Kirtana Kedam, this pure Kirtana Kedam, there Mahaprabhu has appeared with all his associates. Because once one goes to the Dham, he'll never feel like glorifying the people of this world or the objects of this world. He'll not feel like doing Chada Kirtan anymore. Neither he will not like glorifying his own self. He will not destroy himself. He will only glorify Mahaprabhu. When Mahaprabhu returned from Gaya, 
then then first of all Mahaprabhu he is saying Nantradeep and sometimes along with the students he would go here and there on the banks of the Ganga Keshav Kashmiri came he defeated him so many pastimes manifested in Navdeep Dham and when Mahaprabhu came to Gaya returned from Gaya then he would do Dham Parikrama with all his devotees he would do Sankirtan with all his devotees so he came to this Kirtanakya Bhakti this Dham then then Mahabru he empowers anyone who comes to Dham to perform Kirtan because this Jadavitya this material science is a manifestation of Maya it turns the Jiva into donkey so Mahabru he would go to his Gurukul and he would teach all the students and when Gurudev and their Guruji would speak Katha and he teach the students the students they were not focusing so much in, what, in their classes so then Mahaprabhu himself he said that all of you you don't know how to respect Guru the words of Sri Guru should be accepted by all of you but neither of you are accepting whatever he is speaking so what is the use of all of you coming to school because you are not accepting what our Guru is saying so then, first of all, Mahaprabhu, he broke all the slates and pencils. And he said, all of you have come to Gurukul and your only duty is to accept his words. But you have no faith. And they were not even qualified. So what could they possibly understand what that Guru had just spoken? So then Mahaprabhu, he, he told them to pray to the predominating goddess, the Arishthatri Devi of Paravitya, transcendental knowledge. And so Mahaprabhu himself started teaching all the students. And he taught them how to follow their Guru. So this Jadavitya is the opulence of Maya and such. Jadavitya bewilders one makes one very proud but Aprakritya transcendental knowledge it, Mahaprabhu himself would do Kirtan of this transcendental knowledge and teach everyone so Gangadas Pandit he asked Nimai Mahaprabhu that you are very qualified and you are making everyone you are teaching everyone you are making everyone qualified but now you stopped everything. Now you're only doing Krishna Kirtan the whole day. And now you've closed the entire school down. So you must benefit everyone. You must also teach them. You must make them little calm, qualified. Then Mahaprabhu, he said, that whatever Jada Kirtan is being performed in this world, by such kirtan, the souls can never be benefited, the jivatmas. Without Krishna kirtan, their lives are in vain. So therefore Krishna kirtan is most exalted. So all of you, 
tie your books in a bundle, keep them aside. And let's go to Kirtan. Mahabharu to all the boxes of Kirtan. Especially in Kaliga, you see. Then, only Kirtan is most essential. Kirtan nirvidyamanam, michidamakadobayam, yokar yoginam nipanitam, harir namanu kirtanam. So here we must engage in this harir namanu kirtan. So here in this Navdeep Dham, Mahabharu, he initiated the Sankirtan moment. He empowered everyone to perform Sankirtan. So since then, beginning from Mayapur, Antardeep, this Shavanakya Bhakti Dham, they start going to Kirtanakya Bhakti Dham. There the eternal associates of Bhagawan, there, one has the opportunity to glorify Bhagawan and his associates. This potency is transmitted into their hearts to glorify these bhaktas. So the jiva, the conditioned jiva, as long as he is staying in this material world, he will Listen to the qualities of Maya, he will glorify the illusory potency. But when he goes to his Kirtanakya Dham, then all these aspects of the transcendental reality are easily accessible to him. When a person cleanses himself, when he's clean inside out, then he feels very happy. Similarly, by following these limbs of bhakti, this Kirtanakya Bhakti, then he receives all these jewels, precious jewels of praying. Then he will no longer glorify anyone else. No, he doesn't like glorifying anyone. Anyone else other than Mahaprabhu and his bhaktas. Therefore, Rupa Swami Prabhu, he has said, What is the meaning of Atyahar? Atyahar doesn't mean that you're only overeating. That you're only pushing food down your mouth. This is not Atyahar. Sometimes by your eyes, you may see many things, many people. Even that is Atyahar. And by your ears, you listen many things, you listen to many things, unnecessary things, idle gossip, that is also Atyahar. Atyahar means overindulgence of your senses, and you, by your nose you smell, and this way you are overindulging all your senses in their objects. And if you are glorifying anyone else, you are doing kirtan of their qualities, then you are their follower. And they have conquered our hearts. So Bhagawan, he, he is Parmeshwar Paramatma. But he is present in our hearts. But we will not do his kirtan. We don't glorify Paramatma. So Mahaprabhu, he brought everyone to this kirtanakidham. And first of all, he started glorifying Nityananda Prabhu. So, Bhakti Thakur, he has said, Nadiya Godrume Nityananda Mahasan Patiyache Namata Jivera Karan Shraddhavan Janahe Shraddhavan Janahe So, in this Navadip Dham, Nityananda Prabhu is the authority. He is Mahasan. So, if you wish to do Kirtan, and first take shelter. And then, 
Then the Shavan Kirtan and Smaranakya. This limb of Smaran. Remembrance. So all these different Bhaktas who have practiced these different limbs of Bhakti and achieved perfection. So Mahabharu, he would, he would glorify these Bhaktas who achieved Siddhi. And all these devotees would be present before Mahabharu when he would glorify them. When we chant Harinam or the mantra, then what do we remember? Whatever we've collected, all these things from. And you see, we remember so many things that have happened in our life. So many circumstances that we have experienced. How can we purify our hearts from all these impressions that we've collected? Once Mahabharu, he said, tomorrow I will dance in the mood of Rukmini. Only those who have controlled their senses, they can come and see me dance as Rukmini. No one else can come. Just as Bhagwan when he showed his Mohini form, then just see what happened to Shivji, Shiv Thakur. He lost his composure. Similarly, Mahaprabhu, he said, tomorrow I'll appear as Rukmini. And only those who have controlled the senses, they can come and see me dance. No one else. So when Mahaprabhu was about to dance in the evening, he saw no one had come. So then Mahavru, he said, why isn't anyone come? Then, he said, alright, shouldn't I, should I dance or not as Rukmini? Then the devotee said, if you dance in the mood of Rukmini, then our minds may become restless. Because, because we remember the objects of our senses. We invite them in our hearts. We forget. And we're always absorbed in those things. And we cannot possibly forget these things. And we cannot remember Bhagwan, his bhakti, his bhajan. So in Mahapru he said, alright. He said, today anyone who comes on this night and they see me dance in the mood of Rukmini, then if anyone sees me dance this way, then they will never be affected by their senses. In other words, they will conquer their senses if they see me dance. And they'll always remember Bhagwan's Leelas. And they'll never remember any mundane objects or entities. When Mahabharu, he blessed his associates. Then when Mahabharu was dancing in the mood of Rukmini, then he, he took everyone on his lap and he started feeding them. He started, so then he started giving them his milk. Then they forgot who Mahabharu was. They were thinking, he is, who is he? Is he Mahabharu? He's not Nimai. He's Jagat Janani. He's the mother of the entire world. Just he's, he's making all of us drown. And there's Vatsalya Bhav. Vatan Thakur has sung. Chodata Purushaman Kinkara Aji Khan means this mode of being the enjoyer is not very easily renounced. But Smaran, remembrance is such a thing that one, he becomes very proud. So therefore Mahaprabhu, he 
He made everyone free from any mundane understandings. He made them transcendental. Then Mahaprabhu made sure that they won't be affected in any way by Maya. Once Sachi Devi, she was sitting in her house. Sita Thakurani was also there. Mahaprabhu, he told everyone to come and see him dance. When, when they saw Mahaprabhu dance, they felt as though Lakshmi Devi herself had descended from Vaikuntha and she was dancing and that she was blessing everyone, giving her mercy. And then they saw Mahaprabhu dance. So to become free from this material world is not possible by one's own sadhan or hatha yoga or by being a yogi. One may practice yoga for some time. He may do something for some time. And he may stop his, um, he may stop his, he may stop all these mundane thoughts and from entering his mind. But still there's only possible for a short time. After some time again his mind become preoccupied with all these mundane thoughts. So in this, uh, Kirtana Kedham, Shavana Kedham, Mahaprabhu, he taught everyone how to pray. And he made everyone realize the essence of bhakti. So here, while one, while one is following Navada Bhakti, nine limbs of Bhakti, then you see, Sukhdev Goswami is the example of Kirtanakya. Prahlad is the ideal example of Smaranakya Bhakti. Sukhdev Goswami himself, when he was doing Kirtan, then you see, Sukhdev Goswami never spoke any, he never spoke anything regarding Maya or the material world. Everything that he spoke was only concerned with Bhagwan and his bhaktas. He never spoke anything unnecessarily. Then Prahlad was being tortured by his father in so many ways. His father wanted to kill him. But still, in his mind, he was only remembering Bhagwan. He was not remembering anyone else. Except for Bhagwan, no one else had a place in his heart. Therefore, Mahaprabhu says, you must remember Bhagwan like the unbroken stream of honey. Kirtan should always be going on continuously, like honey flowing from a jar. But if you cannot remember properly, then how can we do Kirtan? The smaran is not so strong. If you wish to remember Krishna, then how can you remember Him? And those who are always residing in Braj, these Brajvasis, by staying with such Brajvasis, then you can naturally remember Krishna. So Mahaprabhu, one day, Mahaprabhu, he asked all the Bhaktas, that who is Srivas? Then sometimes he asks the devotees, who is Adaita? If you look at this book, Harinam Chintamani, then Mahaprabhu himself has glorified Haridas Thakur. He'd have all the devotees glorify his associates. So by remembering the Bhaktas, how will the Bhaktas be remembered? And they, will, they will be remembered if we have faith towards the Nityasita associates of Krishna. And by such, by their mercy, we can remember the Leela of Bhagwan himself. Because we cannot remember his leelas. 
Svandismarna Kedam, Mahaprabhu, he came here, and then he showed everyone how to receive the mercy of the bhaktas, what kind of sadhan one should do to receive that mercy. Mahaprabhu, he gave an example. So if you glorify the bhaktas, Mahaprabhu himself, when Kirtan is going on, beginning from the rising of the sun, beginning from dawn, Mahaprabhu, would go with all his devotees doing Kirtan, all over Navdeep. He'd go to every island with all his associates doing Kirtan. And then, when he'd be roaming in all the islands, then it'd be afternoon. And then everyone would be very tired. And then they were anywhere thirsty. And there, they saw there was a beautiful pond. Many flowers were blossoming there. The water was very transparent and clean. So the devotees all will bathe in this pond. But when they try entering this pond while doing Kirtan, then the people of nearby villages, they told Mahapro, don't go there. They said, why not? And as Mahapro was about to enter the pond, then they went and requested Mahapro, don't go inside this pond. Because no one goes inside this pond to bathe. There's a huge crocodile here. This crocodile, he kills anyone who goes inside this pond. See, it eats anything. Even if someone's shadow, shadow falls inside the pond, then it even catches hold of that person through his shadow. This crocodile is very mystical. Although this pond has many nice flowers blooming, so the crocodile is very cruel. Catches people by their shadows and eats them. By the reflection seen on the water. So then, Mahabru was thinking, as long as we don't do Kirtan, the crocodile can never be delivered. So then Mahaprabhu went with all his bhaktas and he started doing kirtan. And by the touch of his feet, the crocodile was delivered. And that crocodile was... And a very beautiful personality emerged from that body of the crocodile. And he started glorifying Mahaprabhu and did parikram of Mahaprabhu. And he said, Oh Prabhu, I forgot. Since I've forgotten you, I've become very proud since the day I forgot you. And I have disrespected so many sadhus, offended them. And because of the this karma, I have become a crocodile now. Then after delivering this crocodile, Mahaprabhu went and he took a bath in the pond. And then he made all devotees bathe in the pond as well. Then Mahaprabhu sat in one place. And then Mahaprabhu was with all his bhaktas, they all start doing kirtan. And Mahaprabhu told one bhakta. Then Mahaprabhu told one of the bhaktas, you see there's a mango seed here. So you sow the seed in this place. And you water the seed. Then the bhaktas, they sowed the seed in the ground. And as they saw, the seed grew into a huge tree. As they were doing kirtan, it, it started growing and growing in size. And then many flowers were seen blooming on this tree. Many fruits were seen, and these fruits became ripe. Immediately they became very fragrant. And Mahabharata told his brothers, bring those mangoes here, and offer boga, and distribute all these mangoes to everyone. Amritfal. Mangoes called the nectarian fruit. So all these big, big mangoes were distributed to all the associates of Mahabharata. And when they started doing kirtan, 
everyone. Mahaprabhu satisfied everyone. Although they were tired from Kirtan, he fed the mangoes by his own hands. If you remember, Vishay, the objects of the senses, then gradually, by remembering these objects of the senses, then you will gradually be contaminated by those very objects of your senses. And your intelligence will be lost. And when your intelligence is lost, then again, you're thrown in this ocean of birth and death. So the objects of the senses will only be increasing more and more remembrance of these objects. But if you remember Bhagawan, on the other hand, then the seed is sown in your heart. You do kirtan, you water the seed. And then gradually, you'll see that the seed is growing into a beautiful tree with many fruits and flowers. How many fruits can you eat from this tree? Therefore, there's a place when Mahaprabhu had the devotees sow the seed. It's called Amrakatha. Amrakatha means even now in this place, if you go to this place, you'll never experience any shortage of anything. That entire place is called Amrapalli. means the abode of mangoes. This place in Mayapur. So if you remember Bhagavan and his Nithalila, Mahaprabhu himself had ordered Raghunatha Goswami that be more humble than a bed of grass and always serve Radha and Krishna in Praj by your mind and serve them by your mind. So such Mansi Seva may seem to be speculation. You see, it is never speculation. But on the other hand, if you remember the objects of the senses, you will be ruined. But if you remember Bhagawan, and if you remember his bhaktas, then gradually all the qualities will enter your heart as well. You'll be decorated by these transcendental qualities. And you'll have this qualification to render service. And it's a prakrit dham in the association of the bhaktas. There was one Brahmin, every day he would render this Mansi Seva. Every day he'd make, he'd make Kheer and offer Boga. Every day he'd, he'd chant his mantra, he'd put an asana for Bhagawan. He'd invite Bhagawan to sit on this asana. Then he would bathe Bhagawan. And then he'd adorn him with tilak. And then he'd offer, he'd cook nice Kheer. And then he'd offer this Boga and he'd invite Bhagawan to come and taste this kheer. So one day he was thinking that this kheer I've cooked. You should never touch anything that you're offering with your nails. So then when he touched it with his finger, then he saw that there was a blister on his finger because of this heat. The kheer was still burning hot. Then Lakshmi, she saw Narayan laughing in Vaikuntha, smiling. He said, why are you smiling? There's no one here. Then Narayan, he said, you will never understand. Then he said, in this, in the material world, there's one bhakta of mine. He offers bhava to me by his mind. And he offered key to me by his mind. Then I wish to see this bhakta. Take me with you. I want to see him. So Mahaprabhu, he said, that by remembering the bhaktas, one can have everything. There will never be shortage of anything. Once Mahaprabhu, he came to Srivast Thakur's house. And then he told Srivast Thakur and his brothers, all of you do kirtan the whole day, whole night. So how will you maintain your families? How will you look after them? 
Then Shiva Sakuri started clapping his hands three times. Then Mahaprabhu he said, Why did you clap your hands three times? What do you wish to say? And he said, If one day we will fast, we will like to fast even a second day. And the third day also, if we don't have anything to eat, then all of us will jump inside the Ganga and we'll give up our bodies. Why should we trouble Bhagavan? If he wishes that we don't live, we give up our bodies and we give up our bodies immediately. And Mahaprabhu, he embraced Srivast and he said, Lakshmi Devi herself may have to beg, but not my bhaktas, always remember me. They'll never have any shortage in their lives. But what do we do? We remember Bhagavan and then again we remember the worldly things. We remember all the things of this world. We mix like if you see this pure water and then if you add some salt inside or you add some drops of lemon or you add some chili powder then no one will even drink this water can anyone drink water mixed with chili powder and if you go to South India they'll have tamarind seeds everywhere and then they'll drink this they'll never drink water they'll mix this water with spices and the West, you see, they don't drink water also so much. And they drink, they drink wine there in the West. They like drinking wine and alcohol there. So this way, while remembering Bhagwan, we should not allow these thoughts of the material world to enter our meditation on Sri Bhagwan. We're remembering Bhagwan, but we're also remembering the people of this world. That time, the people of this world, the objects of this world, they contaminate our minds, and we cannot remember Bhagwan nicely. And how is our remembrance of Bhagwan unbroken? Like a stream of honey flowing from a jar. So, so if your mind is wandering here and there, then bring your mind back. If you're again wandering, then again bring it back. Make it remember Sri Hari. Your mind is very restless. It's always offering many things of this world. So you must control your mind and engage it in service of Sri Hari. So Mahaprabhu himself has shown the sadhaks how to remember Sri Hari purely. And Mahaprabhu himself has shown everyone how to take shelter of the Svaranakya Dham. Not just for one day, but continuously one should take shelter of the Dham. How can our Shavan be made pure? How can we pray to the Dham? How can we remember the Dham? And Niskirtanakya Dham, Smaranakya Dham, Smaranakya Dham. How can we pray there in all these different islands of Navdeep? Therefore, Bhaktana Chakur, he has shown us the way. He has said, first Sharanagati. And then he wrote this book, Kalyan Kalpataru. And then Yamun Bhavavali. Then Siddha Pranali. He has written all these books according to this gradation in one sadhan bhajan one gradually advances even things I want to kirtan then how can you remember Bhagawan if you cannot do kirtan so one who does shravan he will also do kirtan and one who does kirtan very nicely he will also have the qualification to remember Bhagawan engage in manzi seva then he will never remember the things of this world or else even for one moment this is Krama Mukti Mark. Means, gradually one advances. So our Guru Varga, 
they would bring everyone to the dham. They would parikramit everyone. And they would make everyone listen to the glories of the dham. And then for one year, every day, the Guru Varga would arrange for everyone to go to the dham and visit all the different places there. Offer their obeisances and pray there to every leader stali. They are always chanting Bhagwan's names at all times. And they are also doing parikrama of the dham. They are going to every place. And they are praying to every place, offering their pranams, obeisances. And then after one more year, then the next year they examine all the devotees to see if the dham is being revealed in their hearts. This time, it doesn't even take much time. In Kaliyu, Navdit Dham quickly bestows perfection upon anyone. Mathura, Kashi, Kanchi, Haridwar, Dwaraka, Jagannath Puri, all these seven places, they grant liberation. But these seven places, but all these seven places, they take shelter Navdit Dham. Why? Navdit Dham gives Shruta Bhakti. So then Mahabharu, he'd go to Smaranakya Dham. This island which represents Smaranakya Bhakti. And our Acharyas, they have described that first of all, it has been said, Jadeva Goswami, when he came, he saw, he showed everyone that if you cannot be free from Yannarthas, then remember the Tasavatar. Remember Matsavatar, Kurma, everyone. Then after remembering the Savatars, then you remember the Mangal Geet. And this way auspiciousness will be had in your life by remembering this Kirtan, Shita Kamala Kucha. And then you remember Bhagavan's Leelas. And then you'll have the qualification to remember Bhagavan's Leelas. And then Nartam Srinivas Shamananda Pro, they all described all these pastimes. So these pastimes will always be remembered. And if you don't take shelter of them, if you don't listen to their glories, if you cannot pray to them, then who can possibly help us? The people of this world, they are not qualified to help us in the absolute sense. If you go to any person who has leprosy and you tell him, oh, cook for me, cook some nice things for me, then this person has leprosy, he says, I don't even have hands and legs, how can I cook for you? So similarly, if you tell others, then these other people, they'll say, how can I engage in Mansi Seva? They say, they're all right. One person, he went to a tantric person practices black magic. So he said, all right. And I'll help you remember, Smaran. So someone, if they die on Namavasya, then bring that person's body here. Bring his body here. And then you tie him at 12 o'clock in the night, you bind him up and you sit on his chest. And you put alcohol inside his mouth. You put meat inside his mouth. And you chant Kal Bhairav's mantra. And Kal Bhairav, he will appear and give you darshan. But you be careful. So then he sat down on the chest of this dead body and he started feeding alcohol to this dead body, to this corpse. And then the corpse stood up and started laughing, this dead body. And then all the other ghosts also came there. 
Then they caught this person and they wanted to kill this person who was feeding them alcohol. But, and then what they do? Then this person, if he would be scared, then the ghost would catch him. So, but this person had to be fearless. And then he continued and then this Mahakal, he gave him darshan. So similarly, you cannot make the bhaktas remember Bhagwan by force. Many people, they use black magic to control bhaktas, to control devotees. But these things are very temporary. They can never affect. But still, if one uses black magic to control someone, then the consequence is very terrible. And the Gita Krishna said, then those who worship the ghosts, they go to the place of the ghosts. Then they'll also become a ghost. If one worships the gods and goddesses, then they, they'll also go to their abode. And if one remembers Bhagwan, then they'll go to his abode. Therefore, Bhaktana Chakur, in a very simple way, he has explained how Dham Parikrama should be done. How the Dham should be eternally remembered. He has shown the way. Now we listen. Now the Shravan Kirtan Smaran. Then there's Vandanakya, Bhakti. Then gradually we'll listen more tomorrow.